This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, March 14th. You can tell there's a little pep in my voice, a little bounce in my step. Such a big weekend was just had, and you know what it is. It is March Madness. The tournament begins Thursday. I'm all stoked. And then the sports world just gets flipped on its head in the middle of Sunday. Brackets come out. I'm firing bets. I'm waiting for uh, the limits to get raised. I'm going heavy. I'm filling out brackets. I'm doing a Calcutta tonight. I'll tell you a little bit more about that tomorrow. I can't reveal too much of it yet. And all of a sudden, I start getting texts, Tom Brady's back. I'm like, what? What? Already? Now? What? Is this a joke? Uh, let me hold up. Is it April 1st? No, it's not. Uh, why would Brady make this up? Uh, uh, okay, I guess it's true. Tom Brady's back. Like, just crazy Sunday. And, you know, obviously, listen, we had a busy weekend. I'm not going to dive through the whole thing because obviously we've got to do uh, a lot of time on Tom Brady here. He's back. Why? Why now? Like, what? what's this all about? But I just got to quickly go through the weekend first. Played hoops uh, Saturday morning. I couldn't play long because my son had a basketball game. And for the first time in a while, uh, there was a guy legitimately talking trash. And now this was an older dude. I think he's kind of having fun with it. And, I mean, he wasn't specific to me in game one, but he was, like, way too vocal. And we end up losing. I was a little pissed off. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll get them back. So we win our next game, and then we face him again. And I'm like, all right. I mean, this is an older guy. He's not. The, he's all right. He's just mouthy. And I'm like, come on. This is uh, this guy's. He, first of all, he's not very good. You know, he's, this guy's probably 52 years old. I don't know why he's running his mouth. He's just like, oh yeah, we got this. Oh, they can't make a show. All this stuff. And I'm just like, all right. It's time to play defense, and we'll lock down. And uh, we ended up winning. I hit the game-winning shot. And he says something to the effect of, "That's a shot we wanted." You know. And as I'm walking off the court, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what to say. I like this. I, I'm a kind of a quasi-regular in this game, but it's not like my game. This is like this guy and his people's game. And I make, you know, like a little comment under my breath, and um, and then I had to go. Um, but some of his friends were like, dude, you need to pipe down to this guy. And it's it's one of those things like I'm old. I'm not, I'm not going out here getting fights on a basketball court. But I'm certainly not going to let you talk trash when I know I'm the better player. We have the better team. And you got lucky in one game. But I, I just want to get that out there. That was my little basketball snip. It only got to play like an hour. Just, you know, kids sports. This basically we're chauffeurs at this stage. Dad life. You guys know what I'm talking about. My son goes to a game. You know, it's his birthday. So they he gets a start. They're playing these giants. Uh, it, it was a great game. They got a great win. We come back. We got my son a party bus. You know, one of those cool buses that like maybe you take out for the for some birthday party. Except now they do them for eleven year olds. I won't even tell you how much it costs because it's a little embarrassing. But it was a great time. Uh, apparently, the 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 current hot song for fifth graders is "Right Foot Creep," which is the song that inspired the gritty. Maybe Justin Jefferson and all these guys. But you know, the kids were having fun. Blah blah blah. And then. You know, Sunday, my daughter had a soccer game followed by a basketball game, and we had the brackets coming out, and I'm gambling the whole time. It was just a chaotic weekend, capped by the Brady news, which kind of throws a monkey where it's like the biggest story in sports today is not the brackets, it's not the tournament, it is not like what double-digit seeds do you think are going to win, and uh, it's Tom Brady's back. And I just, I'm curious, I really am interested in reading 
any deep dives into what this had to, like, why now? Now, the interesting angle is Brady happened to be at a soccer game on Saturday where Cristiano Ronaldo had a hat trick at the age of 37. And it was like, you know, my dad is texting me, oh, Ronaldo's got a hat trick. Like, what are those deals? It was a massive game. Brady happened to be in the stadium. So after the field, Ronaldo's talking to Brady. And there's like a microphone right there. And Ronaldo's like, so are you finished? And Brady's like, you know that emoji with the teeth? Like, I don't, Michael Scott, uh, it's a meme uh, from The Office. And, you know, you kind of like, oh, when you saw that, you're like, oh, interesting. And then as soon as Brady announces, hey, after two months off, I'm coming back. It's like, oh, okay. Well, listen, the real mystery is why would he retire two months ago? What precipitate? Was there really an argument with Arians? And were they did they patch up behind the scenes? Is there some juicy story as to why Tom Brady up and retired? Like, I, I was on Undisputed, I guess, the week after, uh, maybe this was two weeks ago. And I said, the guy passed for 5,300 yards and led the league in touchdowns. Why is he retiring? This is not Peyton Manning falling apart in the final year with Denver. You know, this is not Brett Favre limping to the finish in Minnesota. This is, Tom Brady was the runner-up to the MVP award, and there's no sign that he won't be that good next year. Now, the question is, did he do it because free agency begins this week, and he doesn't want anybody getting ideas of bolting? Okay? I I pointed this out multiple times. They had Ali Marpet, a guard, retire. They are probably going to lose one other starter on the offensive line. If Brady loses three starters on the offensive line, that could be a problem. We know Godwin's back. He will not start the season. We know Mike Evans is obviously back. Will this prompt Gronk to return? Uh, Obviously, Tom Brady, you know, knows that the division is his faux show, right? Sean Payton's gone. Trust me, the Saints are not getting Deshaun Watson. New Orleans fans are just, they're crazy. Atlanta's going nowhere, and Carolina doesn't have Watson yet. And even if Watson does come back, and again, Watson would probably be the second biggest lead on this pod today if not for Brady. Now Watson's knocked down a peg, and no, I'm not going to talk about the Lakers losing to the Suns or Luka beating the Celtics, Luka and the Mavs. I hope you guys got them plus 2,500 when I said to. It was like three weeks ago, maybe four. They are unstoppable right now, and I'm just, I can't wait for Luka to, if, once the Lakers are eliminated, assuming Anthony Davis is back, I, I, I'm putting all my chips and all my rooting interest behind Luka. I've got to get that I don't know if it's a Kelly Green or Forest Green, but that Mavs throwback from the 80s. I think it was like the year Roy Tarpley, Ronaldo Blackman. It just looks cool. It's like a green and um, I'll have to find it, but that's definitely the next NBA throwback I get. It's just, it's a oh, sick jersey. I'll get the Luka one throwback. Um, maybe I'll buy it with the Calcutta winnings. Real briefly on the Calcutta. So... I did one last year, and it was my foray in. They had different rules than the one I'm doing this year. I I think I went, my teams won one game, but then I didn't win enough to win any money. And it was like, I was stunned at how expensive, you know, like Baylor goes for like $28,000 or something. You know, like I, I can't, that's a level I can't hang. This This one that I'm in with a group, and there is a prominent actor in the group. I can't say his name. I don't want to get, but I, I, I'm not like friends with him, but my buddy is friends with him and he's kind of putting this group together. So it's like seven guys and, you know, we've been swapping information all weekend and I, I'm very excited to go in. Obviously, Gonzaga is the overwhelming favorite. I think Arizona's probably after that. Kansas has a favorable draw. 
to break it all down, I've got Jason Lisk of TeamRankings.com. We had him on last year on the Sunday night. Brackets were revealed. It, well-received podcast, so we're running it back. He dives into the numbers. He follows college hoops clo- in a more granular fashion during the season than I do. I obviously like college hoops, but during NFL and college football and uh, you know NBA, like it's 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 a tough drill down when you've got to make sacrifices. Um, we'll we'll do bracket pods. I got we got a guest lined up for tomorrow already, who's very good uh, on the gambling as well. I, I'm not gonna. Go, I, I guess I'll go game by game eventually, but I'm not doing that today. Lisk and I chop it up for about 30 minutes. We have similar feelings on uh, several teams. Like, for instance, nobody likes Providence, understandably. Kentucky's a very formidable two-seed. Baylor's in trouble as a one. You know, the obvious stuff. I give out a couple bets that I already laid Sunday night. It's just, I love the tr- I love the, uh, I love the tournament. I've already, you know, kind of cleared the schedule for Thursday and Friday. It's one of those things where I won't even, like, go play pickup basketball. I will just wake up, do a little workout at home, and then... By and the cool thing about being out here in LA is by 9 a.m., like the games are starting. I think 9 10 a.m. is the first tip, so it's like you can't really go out. I think maybe I'll make a grocery store run to get a bunch of fruit and really get try to get the healthy food so I'm not just ordering pizza and you know unhealthy crap, which is what I did this weekend. Um, and I just I, I love it. I just strap in. It, it, I, I used to write this piece for the big lead about how to come up with a uh, plan to be sick for Thursday and Friday so you're home. Number one is you got to go into the office. Now, I know during COVID, obviously, there's no office to go into, but things are open up again. You need to go in Monday, today, the Monday of the tournament, and you need to like start, oh, I don't feel good, start coughing, don't talk about the brackets, start acting like you're not feeling great, right? Uh, I just, I don't know, Maybe something coming on. I'm going to plow through it. I'm tough, right? So Monday you lay the groundwork while not talking about the brackets because if you do that, it's, oh, you're getting sick just in time for the tournament. So you don't do that. By Tuesday, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I could shake it. I'm going to go for a run after work today, you know. And then by Wednesday, it's, I'm not really feeling good. And then you've laid the groundwork for three days that you're going to stay home Thursday and Friday. It's not that hard. You just need to plan in advance. It can be done. Obviously, you've got to love the tournament and like watching the tournament. And and want to just sit around and watch sports. Who doesn't want to do that for a couple of days and make a lot of gambling wagers? It, it's it's a sports fan's dream right here, really. These next these four days, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday are pretty good. But again, it's a little tough on weekends. For instance, you know, both my kids are playing sports, so it's like, oh, they have soccer, they have basketball. It's like, oh, yeah, can I just can I just ensconce myself in gambling and the end the tournament? Now, a bunch of dudes I know go to Vegas. I was invited to a Vegas trip with with some guys, but I I I just don't think I could pull it off. Plus, I like to be in total control watching these games, right? I'm acting like a lunatic, rooting for my wagers. I'm running the remote. I've got two TVs going. You know, I, during that window in the afternoon, I don't want to be drinking. I don't. I'm not a big alcohol drinker during the tournament games either. I need to focus. You know, in game betting is a big deal. I had a great in game bet on the Ivy League tournament. Yes, Ivy League tournament, Princeton, Yale. Princeton was down, I think, nine in the first half. And I'm like, listen, it's a great Princeton team in the Ivy. They're going to come back. So I laid it in game. I think five and a half was the number I got. And of course, they're never within the number. They're down nine with like 58 seconds. And I'm like, oh, that's a loss. So I go and I like go to the bathroom and I whatever I do and I'm not paying attention. 
I start getting texts, oh my gosh, Princeton within two. And it's one of those moments where you're like, yes, it, just, it feels good. Like in-game betting, re- super high value. Uh, I hit Duke in there, um, not against Virginia Tech. I really like Virginia Tech against Duke. But if Duke is down early, listen, they're really good. They're not great, but they're really good, and they're going to come back. They're not losing in the first round. And, you know, if you can get any value with a Gonzaga down, a Duke down, those teams start slow. Arizona just, they're going to, unless there's an injury, I, I think you, you add it, and, and at least in the first round. I remember there was a great one last year. I think it was Colgate, Arkansas. Colgate was up like 14. And it was like, oh my gosh, Arkansas getting eight? Are you kidding me? Arkansas goes on to win. You know, they go on a huge run. But those are the where you can find value in the in-game bets. I'll be doing a lot of that. Probably put it on IG stories. I don't tweet it as much just because, you know, the peanut gallery there is not fun. Um, I just, it, listen, I love the tournament. I'm going to do a lot with it. The Tom Brady news, I, I don't even know where else to go, guys. Like, think about it. Tom Brady sees Aaron Rodgers return. He sees Russell Wilson go west to Denver. There's Deshaun Watson coming back. It's like, things are getting exciting. And I I just don't know if that played a part with Tom Brady or if he prematurely retired, thinking like, ah, I'm done. What do I, I need to hang with my family. Remember, Tom Brady basically said, I want to spend more time with my family. He did that for five weeks, and he's like, now what? Like, you can only play so much golf, right? You see in your family all the time anyway. Like, by the way, next time you retire, you're going to see your family for the rest of your life. What's one more year of football? So I, I'm I'm pro Brady returning. I, I personally don't think they're going to be nearly as good as they were last year. Remember, that defense got old quick. Defensive line had no push. That being said, the NFC's weak. So Brady will certainly have a chance. But that's enough NFL. It's tournament time. Let's get to Jason Lisk of TeamRankings.com. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy you remember from the tournament last year. And if you followed me dating back to my big lead days... He, our guest is named Jason Lisk, and he was a great hire we made. Obviously, give myself a lot of credit, but he gets more of the credit because he delivers, covers March Madness, covers gambling, college basketball for TeamRankings.com. Jason, how are you, man? Doing great. How are you doing? I, I'm, I'm all right. You know, Tom Brady upstaging the brackets a little bit, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. It's fine. He couldn't right? let his 11 seed Michigan Wolverines enjoy <laughs> one day of barely getting in the tournament. Michigan, one and done for sure. Um, listen, let's, uh, there's a lot of people now who don't pay attention to college basketball. It's weird. It's For the last couple of years, the interest seems, you know, COVID didn't help, but interest has been dwindling to the point that it becomes mostly about the tournament. So you're one of the guys who pays attention all season long. I'm gambling on it all season long, but I'm not as locked in with football and the NBA going on. But yeah. I'll start with the big picture. Yeah. Last year, we had several really, really strong teams at the top that you knew were, were going places, namely Gonzaga and Baylor. This year, I don't know about you, I just I kind of feel like it's Gonzaga's tourney to lose. If you gave me, you know, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, or the field, right. 
I would almost lean Gonzaga because, you know, Arizona, I would have Arizona number two. Where are you? And again, the brackets just came out. Uh, everything's fresh. Where are you on, on Gonzaga versus everyone else? Yeah, You know, I, I do think there are some strong contenders this year. I do. Ooh. I do. Um, now, how strong? Like, th- these are teams that can make runs, but, I mean, they could also lose in the second round um, because they have <laughs> they have had performances. You know, like Kentucky just lost to Tennessee. Kentucky has looked really good at times. Kentucky yeah. looked national championship caliber at their best. Uh, and then they, you know, lost to Tennessee, had a few moments. They've had injuries. Um, so they're one that, that, you know, at their best, I think is capable. Uh, the thing I'd say about Gonzaga, I, I mean, I, I think they're the favorite and the betting market clearly has that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I buy that there's value on them at their current price. Hmm. Um, because you're, you know, you're, they're pretty strong favorite now in, yeah. in pools, in March Madness pools, there may be people that shy away from them because they, they have a reputation, they choke, whatever, you know, they get to the title game, they haven't won it, they've never won yeah. a title, all that stuff. But in the betting markets, betters, you know, they're putting their money down, don't care about that stuff. Um, and I think that the price is probably fair, but not not great value on Gonzaga there. It, they, you might have better value just playing a, a pool against your buddies and taking Gonzaga if, they, if they're talking that stuff uh, versus betting the market. Because I, I do think te- some other teams can get close. The other thing is, I mean – we haven't seen, um, you know, Chet Holmgren, great freshman, lit up the West Coast Conference. Seven-foot guy, made forty over 40% threes in yeah. the conference play, dominated the West Coast. But they don't have, you know, as many – the consistency of talent, big guys, front lines that can match up with him and Timmy. And so – Will that translate to the tournament? Because he was 0 for 8 from three-point range in their three losses. So he did not play well against Alabama. He did, And now it was early in the year. He was a freshman. Yes. So there's two, coin, two, two sides of that coin. Was it early in the year he's a freshman? Or will he relatively – he's still a great player. Will he struggle a little more with teams that actually have wings that can guard him outside? Interesting. So I almost would look at Gonzaga kind of the opposite. We know Holmgren wasn't great in those games, but I also look at their guards getting totally outplayed. I mean, Shackelford and the kid uh, Davis, Davison, Davidson, whatever it is, on Alabama, they they destroyed Gonzaga's guards. And like I like Nemhard, but I just don't. Is there like you remember last year they were overwhelmed by Baylor's guards. Right, Baylor's guard, yes. Baylor had NBA guards. Um, not everybody has NBA guards, but I, I, I kind of wonder about Gonzaga's guards. The only question is, list does anybody have like incredible guards that are going to overwhelm Gonzaga? Certainly not in their bracket, as I look at it. Um, you know, yeah, Arkansas. They got a good draw. Obviously, Duke yeah. who beat them is in their bracket, but Duke is not playing well defensively right now, um, yeah. and so they're going to have to turn that around. Uh, I think they've got a pretty good draw. Texas Tech, we'll see, can defend, not good offensively. Hasn't yeah, bad. <laughs> has had some some extreme splits. They've been dominant in Lubbock. Will that translate to traveling in the NCAA tournament? Um, I mean, I like, you know, Tennessee to me was the team at the three-seed line. Had they been in that region, might have been a threat because they do have those two freshman guards that can turn people over and are quick and pressure Zakai Ziegler. Um, you know, is is just really quick guard. So Tennessee is a team that had they been in that region, I think could have been a threat. Um, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm not sure in their region 
that, that it exists. So yeah, they're going to there. Yeah. They probably won't be tested. All right. Um, a quick, uh, you know, it looks like according to most of the betting markets, every they're out on Baylor, like Baylor's odds are long. It, it almost feels like Baylor could be in trouble to lose early. I know they're the defending champs. Yeah. Uh, they've had some injuries, their big center. And then yeah. another, another guy who's averaging like 13 a game is out. Um, I don't want to pencil UCLA into the Elite Eight because I do like that St. Mary's team, and it's a tough draw for UCLA. But where are you on Baylor heading into the tournament? So, I mean, once again, we're here with Baylor. Last year, Baylor, if you remember, came into the tournament struggling. They were actually – they had been they, – they were like Gonzaga level for most of the season, had been number one, and then tanked at the end of the Big 12 season after two COVID pauses. COVID, that's right, yes. And, and they actually didn't play great the first weekend of the tournament, but, man – they got that second half against Villanova and onward, they were incredible. I mean, they just blew the doors off of Houston and dominated Gonzaga. And so, I mean, just remember that. They turned things around. Now, this year, the issues are, you know, some injury-related stuff. And I don't know if Cryer's coming back. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Have you seen anything? He, he hasn't yeah, played. Nothing. I mean, I guess you got to be skeptical because the foot, I mean, he's been out this long and it's yeah. lingered. And so I do think if he's out – and we know that uh, Jonathan, I'm going to mispronounce his name. JTT. That's I just call him yeah. JTT, Chacha. the big kid. And, it, and he, <laughs> he gives them depth and size inside. And besides Flothamba, the rest of their bigs are more like perimeter bigs than, than yeah. aren't. And so that's going to be a problem for them long-term deep in the tournament. I think they'll still be good enough to win early. Um, Get to the Sweet 16. Uh, listen, yeah, they were number one. will be a tough matchup because they've got size, right? Well, so wait, are you putting UCLA by St. Mary's? Um, I guess I haven't I haven't thought about St. Mary's definitely has the tougher draw in round one and could lose to it. I mean, we've seen these play in teams come in and play get hot. Yeah. Yeah. Would you edge to Wyoming or Indiana? I don't know anything about Wyoming. I do know Indiana. I like Indiana. Um, Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think that spreads on like two and a half. Um, Indiana's playing better and Indiana has. Um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis and yep. You know, Wyoming has two good two players that score like most of their points. Their center EK and their point guard Hunter Maldonado. And but they've been kind of on a downward trajectory. They have not been playing. They haven't playing like a tournament team for the last month. They haven't. Uh, they got in because they had good results, quad two wins, all that stuff the committee cares about. But if you were lining them up, they're probably one of the weaker at larges based on how they're playing right now. And so yeah. I, I like uh, Indiana, but we've seen teams like in these play-in games, like you can't write anything off. I mean, the Big Ten tanked last year, and Michigan State was in the play-in game, and UCLA beat them and went on a run. Um, yeah. But Indiana has the front court size to compete with basically Wyoming's best player. And so I think that's a they've got more depth than Wyoming. Big edge. Um, uh, one of the games that I bet uh, already – I think the biggest bet I made uh, on Sunday night was on Chattanooga against Illinois. And, and listen, this is crazy. So obviously anybody who's betting goes to Ken Palm, subscribes to it. Right. And Ken Palm has Illinois only winning by five Illinois, by the way, a fourth seed versus the, the mocks are a 13 and the Ken Palm numbers, you know, Chattanooga projects as like a, way better than a 13 seed. Um, what, what do you think? They, the, this was, a, I think it's seven and a half and, down to six and a half. Um, okay. I, I had seen well, it off the board. Let me see if I can find that because I, I okay. Could, I, I just, I, thought maybe I, it was it, an injury. I wonder well, how Grandison, much. Grandison's hurt. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yep. Yeah. 
Seven and a half. Uh, okay. So I, I don't know if they've confirmed that Grandison will play. That's that's I think a big factor, right? Um, Jacob Grandison was uh, he was out the last two games, uh, the season finale against Iowa, and then the, the Big Ten opening loss to Indiana. And so um, when they're not at 100, percent Illinois is one of those teams, man. I thought they they should be better. I feel like they should be still yeah. a national title contender, and they've been inconsistent. I know they've yep. finished as the one seed in the Big Ten. But man, Curbelo has been not good since he got the concussion. Um, He's just so hot and cold, right? Yes, I mean, and so this team feels like an, a team that's underachieved. And, and some of those teams that feel like they've underachieved and have talent, they get in the tournament in it because that they just continue what they've done. Um, and then some turn around. So I, this is a dangerous spot because I'll tell you right now, Chattanooga is better than whatever power rating you're looking at because yeah. they've had some games where their two best players have been out that they did not play well. Um, including John Baptiste, the guy who hit the big shot uh, for Chattanooga yeah. at the conference tournament, and and they got Kansas uh, Kansas transfer the, the center. I'm trying to think of his name, but um, oh, Souza or yes, Dis, uh, right. is that Silvio? So, yeah, I mean, so they've got they've got major conference size on the inside that transferred there. The kid Malachi Smith is good too. I, I actually will put can, some a little on the money line to match up physically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it was, I like Chattanooga in that spot. I do because, especially if Grandison is not 100 percent and and Illinois is not at 100 percent, that's probably that's a value play there. Now, not to bash the Big Ten again, but reality check. Uh, look at the spread on Ohio State Loyola. We all know Ohio State gagged oh, last year early. I, Loyola, Loyola, <laughs> Loyola has a history. I saw that matchup come out. Loyola's got to be favored, yep. right? Yep, and, and, and it's like, wait a minute, Ohio State Big Ten. Uh, listen, listen. I, I I don't know what it is about the Big Ten. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is. Um, because I don't. You don't want to throw an entire conference out, and they struggled last year. Um, but um, there are some qualities that some of these teams have had that, that I think translate to not playing well in the tournament. The Big Ten. These Big Ten teams actually are not. Most of them aren't good defensively. Uh, Purdue yeah. struggles. Ohio State is not good defensively. They don't have a they don't have a you know EJ Liddell, but they don't have like a rim protector. And they've they've lost four or five too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Kyle Young's been hurt, and yeah. that key's been hurt. So behind Liddell, and if those two are out, they have that they, they're going to be smaller and less deep than even mid majors like Loyola they come up against on the inside, and that's the problem is is they're not healthy. Um, as long as if you don't hear that those two forwards are back. I think Loyola is to play. Um, Ohio yeah. State has struggled. Their defense is not good. These big, uh, some of these Big Ten teams. I think Iowa's an exception. Their defense has improved, um, but they they don't pressure the ball. They don't, uh, and then they get in the tournament facing teams that do. Mm-hmm. And they, at least last year they struggled against some teams in in these games that pressured the ball against, them, like North Texas against Purdue, and like Oral Roberts against Ohio State last year. Um, Lisk, I, 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 last year, Pac-12 had an incredible tournament. I think they had four teams in the Sweet 16. It was a great run. Every, everybody's looking for which conference is that going to be this year. And the, the juice seems to be behind the SEC, where there were a lot of upsets in their tournament. Um, how are you feeling about the SEC? Can they have, I don't know, three, four teams in the Sweet 16? The SEC looks like the strongest conference, right? They do. I agree with that. Uh, of course, we see that sometimes... <laughs> Conferences that look like the strongest lay an egg, but I do think yeah. the, the SEC teams have athletes. They defend. They do a lot of things that should travel well in the NCAA tournament. Now Auburn is the one that scares me because they played uh, so poorly on the road, and 
and they don't shoot well, you know, for them, they can, they can be really hot and cold from outside. They've obviously got the size. Um, they're, they're one that scares me, but yeah, I like, I like, um, I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee are, I think, national title contenders, even though they're not on the one line. I mean, there are teams that you could see making that run like a Texas Tech from like two or three years ago, you know, strong defenses that can grind people out. Yeah. Not going to be popular. Try not to laugh too hard, but you know, a lot to like about Tennessee. Great run in the tournament. I think they've won like 10 of 11, something like that. couple NBA players. I look at the sideline, I see Rick Barnes. And listen, if anybody's followed Rick Barnes, very good regular season coach. You get to the postseason, his teams have very often had massive eggs. Where are you on the whole coaching factor like a Rick Barnes? I... I have seen too many – I'm not going to write them off. I've seen too many coaches be written off as not able to win in March, and then they do it. Um, I mean, the odds are still against them. I mean, against any team, they're a three seed. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, we've, we've, we've seen some that, that struggled, and then they never – you know, Jamie Dixon with Pitt, they never, never broke through. But then we saw, you know, Tony Bennett. Yeah. Struggle for years as a one seed and then become the first to lose to a 16 and then win the title next year. Win the title, so, yeah. I mean, you're, you still need close game luck. You're going to be put in two or three games where you got to make plays in the end. Can you do it? Um, but they've got the, the, the if they're going to win, it's because they turn people over and play pressure defense and make it hard to score. Um, I look at the, you know, the three seeds, obviously, Texas Tech and Tennessee are good, but I look at the four seeds and Lisk, um, they, you know, some of these advanced stats do not like Arkansas, Illinois. I mean, nobody likes Providence, but there is UCLA looming. I, I don't know if you uh, go to this website called the Power Rank, but among the four seeds, they have uh, UCLA having by far the best odds to get to the Sweet 16, 35%. The other guys are like 9 and 6%. Um, UCLA did make the run to the Final Four last year. Pretty much the same team. They have a pretty nice freshman coming off the bench. Yeah. Where are you on the Bruins? The Bruins are, are the Bruins have, you know, the ingredients that should work. And we saw them make the run last year with a lot of the same talent. Uh, they've got size, they can defend, they can score from variety of players. Um, they, I think, in some ways have underachieved, and they've also had guys, particularly lately. Um, so they, they're going to need last year's tournament, Juzang, to really make a run because, mm. as we know, he was on fire last year. Yeah. Um, I think part of that, though, I think there's a couple things when you say they're higher, have higher odds. Um, I haven't seen our simulations yet. We're going to we're going to get those overnight. So I don't I don't know the numbers specifically. But if I were to guess, first of all, I'll say a lot of those, those other four seeds like Arkansas are better than their power ratings. Arkansas had a period where they struggled in like December mm-hmm. and they were playing guys who aren't playing now and they've changed the lineup. I mean, they they are they're basically a better team. You're, they're basically a better team now, and so they're they're better than numbers. Providence, even I mean, Providence is, I Providence is a weak four seed, but Providence Very. is probably better than their numbers um, because they still have, I think, a good five. I think they're just not deep, mm-hmm. and they fall behind, or if they have to play depth, they get in trouble. Um, and I don't know that they have size of some of these other contenders. I mean, they've got good you know wings and such. But the other thing I would say though is this. The five seeds in this tournament are extraordinarily strong. Like the committee. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, think about it. You got Iowa, 
who just won the Big Ten. Committee probably didn't bump them up at all, but Iowa is now the highest ranked uh, team in Ken Palm and will be in our ratings, I'm sure, because of how they've played lately with their lineup. I mean, they've since they've made since they switched to their current lineup, they've been a top eight team. I mean, so they're like a two seed caliber as a five. You got Houston, who was in the Final Four last year. I don't I don't know that they're quite as good as last year, but they're better than a typical. Yeah. Five. I mean, they got Agreed. seated down because they play in the American Conference and they lost the, the three big games they needed to win early in the preseason that would have seated them up. And the committee, you know, dings them for that, puts them as a five instead of a three. Because they're probably three seed caliber in talent. Um, so you got two there. St. Mary's is a very good five seed, but I don't know that they're on Iowa and Houston yeah. as well. And then you got UConn. I mean, that's a strong five, group of five seeds. Uh, let me ask you. So yep. Houston won the conference tournament. Iowa won the conference tournament. Yep. I wonder, does that change your number on those two a lot? Or, you know, Iowa had some nice wins, kind of a lucky, fluky win there Saturday at the bu- at the buzzer. Uh, Houston, yep. impressive win over a Memphis team that's tough to gauge because once they dumped the kid Bates, the superstar freshman, They've been good. or Bates quit, they're a totally different team. But the way Houston manhandled them, they dominated them. On Sunday, start to finish, like you, Memphis, Memphis had no Memphis chance. Said manhandled them twice, though, before that. So it's like, yeah, team is, this Memphis team has some dudes, um, and so that was an impressive win because this Memphis team is playing much better. And is, I mean, w- will they, you know, not turn the ball over enough to win? Will they keep people? You know, will they do the smart, you know, play smart? I don't know, but they've got the dudes to beat people. Memphis does, and so that was an impressive win. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think. He, uh, Iowa, where am I in Iowa? The, they can score. <laughs> and they're better defensively. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, Keegan Murray is a matchup nightmare. The team that's going to beat them has to have multiple wings that can defend. Because if, you, if you've got a shorter wing, he's going to take you inside. And if you have to put a big on him that's not used to guarding on the perimeter, he's going to light you up outside. And so he presents a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. And let me think, they're, they're in the region with prop. I mean, they're – I think I'm sure they're a heavy favorite to advanced versus. Yes. Iowa, 26% chance to get to the sweet 16, uh, second best Houston, 27%, according to just one, one metric. And I don't think Providence is the type of team that matches up well. I would think like UCLA, (laughs) UCLA who has Hawkes and wings and people with size that can guard and get in your face is more the type of team that is going to have to come up against Iowa. And so if, if memory serves Lisk, you are kind of, where are you, Missouri? You're close to Kansas, right? I'm in Kansas City area, yeah. You're in Kansas City, okay. So the Kansas Jayhawks are number one in that region. And this is a team I have trouble with because I'm in a Calcutta um, and we'll be bidding cool. on teams soon. And it sounds like from our group, you know, we have a group of uh, six guys yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. that they like Kansas after Gonzaga as the, the, the second team they want to bid on. A lot of it has to do with their draw. The Midwest, the perception is it ain't great. Providence is a four is bad. Iowa's good, but doesn't really play a lot of defense. And, I, I, you know, Auburn, like you said, has some warts. Wisconsin, eh, they could be in trouble in the first round. But I don't know, Kansas, I don't. you never want to say anybody has the inside track. But Kansas, easiest draw, would you say? Um, I think they have a draw where that bottom half of that has some question marks. Again, I like Iowa. Uh, now I'm not sure uh, that'll be a great game. If 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 both make it, that's going to be a, a lights out game, Kansas Iowa. Um, so here's my th- Kansas is one of those teams. Who are they going to be? 
We saw him in Kentucky. We've seen him at Texas Tech, took him to the wire. Um, they have struggled at times this year with strong offensive rebounding teams because they really don't have a lot of depth mm. um, up front. They play a lot of wings. They're really good. Um, but here's the other thing. Remy Martin is finally getting healthy. And if he's he, – because he's been a non-factor or maybe a negative factor for the last two months, playing injured or not playing. And so that could be an X factor that makes them a title contender if, if Remy Martin – is what people thought he could be transferring into this program for this year. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I look at this Iowa team, and I remember last year in the tournament, they I think they scored 90 points and lost to Oregon. It almost feels like they could drop, I don't know, 85 on Kansas and still lose that game. Um, they could, I just, uh, actually, and it's weird because last year's team was a two seed. This team might be better suited for the tournament. Um, you know, the, Luca Garza was a, a good college, a great yeah. college player. Keegan Murray's better. I'm sorry. Like all around. And yeah, what Oregon did was have five shooters on the court and Garza couldn't guard them and they just lit them up. And I was at least been trending the right defect direction. Defensively. Yes. That's their weakness. Their weakness, certainly defense because they're, they're incredible. They're a national title contender on offense. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a terrific matchup. A uh, couple more questions, a couple first round upsets. I like, I'm trying to go through all the brackets and the games that I circled. So this is not going to, I don't think this one's going to be popular, but I am looking hard at Colgate. Uh, Colgate is where the hell are they? Are they a 14? They are. Yeah. Colgate of 14 against Wisconsin. And my issue with Wisconsin is, is Johnny Davis healthy? And let's, I know everybody likes Wisconsin. Great story. Uh, Again, this is an, a team that I, I just am not a huge believer in when you look at the metrics offensively, they're okay. 49th and defensively, they're 38th. They cannot shoot the three at all. I, I just think they're offensively challenged coming into the tournament with two losses I, I'm taking the points with Colgate. I may take a money line too. I, I need to look at my notes on Colgate to fully answer that. But here, the thing on Wisconsin is they certainly haven't been, they've been a team that is great against the number when a dog and have not been good when laying points this year. And I think that's because they don't have much depth. Mm. And if anybody's out, you know, they basically play five with, with a guy coming in off the bench. And if Davis is hurt or anybody else is in foul trouble, I mean, they're, they're vulnerable. Um, but Colgate is, I mean, they've, they've obviously played well in a, in a week conference. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to see if I, I'm going to, I'm going to go to my notes. I've, I've been researching and I've made a bunch of notes. So I'm going to go to some here. Let me look up Colgate. Um, so Colgate can shoot. They are one of the best three. They shot 40% for the year. So they are a three point shooting team. So I guess if they're hot, yes, because um, they, they beat Syracuse. Scored 100 points and went 18 to 43 from three. They shoot lots of threes and they make a lot of threes. So that's going to be, they're going to be high variance, but that's going to be your key is, you know, they're going to have a chance to shoot against Wisconsin. Um, And it's going to be one of those games where, you know, are they going to make their shots against a bigger program than the level of competition they've been playing? Uh, let's, we can wrap up with a team everybody loves. Who, how can we do an entire podcast and not talk about Duke and Coach K? Oh my gosh. Um, I, yeah. uh, you know, Coach K's swan song. 
Uh, they're a two seed. We'll, we'll get them out of the first round. I don't know if Michigan State gets by Davidson in the, in the first round, but give me your chances at Duke going to the Elite Eight. Can Duke make a run to the Elite Eight or Final Four? Of course they can, and I'm not sure their bracket is particularly. I'm gonna let me pull up their bracket here and see who's the seven ten on their side. Let me look at it. Um, uh, Michigan State Davidson, which it looks well, like a, a toss up. I already bet Davidson. Yeah, I mean Davidson. You got two different styles, here, right? Davidson's a, a, a three point shooting scoring team, efficient offense. It's not good on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan State, of course, will grind you out <laughs> and to, to have uh, tall. Plenty of size. Um, I don't know that either. Is, I mean, I mean, Duke, here's the deal. It's going to be up to Duke. Are they going to guard better than they have? Yeah. Recently? I mean, if they play like they have recently, they're not going to make it because one of these teams will knock them off. I mean, one of these teams will score enough. Because Davidson's a lot like Virginia Tech. Honestly, if you were to like pick a team similar to Virginia Tech, it'd be Davidson. They're probably if you matched up and lined up teams and said who. Which teams are like each other? They're they're probably pretty mm. close on the comparable scale and how they play. Um, so, Liska, uh, you know, I don't want to pin you down. I know the brackets just came out. Uh, if I have the first pick of any team and I say Gonzaga's going to win and you have the second pick yeah. and the third, who would mm-hmm. you go? You know, like in pickup basketball, all right, mm. I get first pick and then the other team gets yeah. the second, the next two picks. What two would you take to win the title if I got Gonzaga? Whoo. Hmm. I mean, Arizona would be the smart choice, I think. Yes. That's probably going to be the popular. If I'm playing a value game of where I think the uh, probably Kentucky, I, I did want to say, I forgot to say, Jason, you mentioned the Calcutta. I do want to pitch something. Um, at team rankings, if you come to tre- team rankings, we we have a bracket picks product where, you know, you input your, your pool rules. We give you advice. We, we have public pick popularity, all that stuff. Yeah. Also this year, Jason have developed a Calcutta tool. No way. And it's powered by our, our round by round simulation results and the power ratings I've been working on, but it'll take, you get to input like what your scoring system is, how many, what percent your a first round win is worth a second round win. If you have a special rule, like biggest margin of defeat, and you input it, and we will tell you what percentage of your pot uh, we think that team's worth. And so, so that's teamrankings.com. I, you could go to bracket picks. I'm on the betting section, obviously. Yeah. Uh, point spread, picking winner, over, under, money line, most likely upsets. Um, yeah, I, I'm, this is great. This is great stuff. Yeah, uh, if and you go to brackets, you'll see if you were logged in, you would. Ha- it'll show up once we launch a product. Now, it's it's – as we record this on Sunday night, we are working hard to get it out. It'll be ready by Monday morning, and things will be start popping up, and we'll have. Oh, there it is! Yeah, I see it by uh, Monday night. So it uh, says yeah. Monday, yeah, two a.m. It should be up 11, 11 p.m. Calcutta auction. Now, That's good because ours isn't until Monday night. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, all day, all day on Monday, I'll be uh, crunching the numbers and digging in. So I'll probably have different answers. Yeah, the computer will reveal to me like who I forgot had a. <laughs> a sneaky good pick but um anyway that's uh i just wanted to let you know that calcutta trust the numbers yes, first time calcutta. this year first time wow, this year. awesome okay. love it keep up the good work jason list team rankings follow him on social media jason thanks a lot good luck in the tournament enjoy it thanks for having me on